Hey, here it is. It is October 1st. It is the first day of season 12 of the Remix Movement podcast. And I cannot be any happier. So let's go ahead and be excited for that. We have made it. Season 3. Oh, why did I say season three? I meant season 12. (laughs) So season 12 of the Remix Movement podcast. These are the last three months of 2022. And um, I want to start off this uh, podcast episode, episode 222, by saying that I'm going to talk about something that is applicable to anyone who calls themselves a believer of God and to anyone who may not call themselves a believer of God yet, but is thinking about what makes God and Christianity and Jesus Christ being a follower of Jesus so appealing. Okay. Why is it that we choose to follow Christ? I mean, first of all, we recognize that Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for us. He is the son of God and he is the only way for us to receive salvation, to be able to get into heaven. Okay. But also part of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior is understanding the qualities that make him who he is, holy, sanctified, great prince of peace, our father, our creator. Okay. Jesus Jesus is God. All right. And um, and also being able to follow in the footsteps that he shows us. He gives examples of right using the 33 years of his life and the three years of his ministry that are shown in the Bible. Okay, as a way of us to be able to get closer to God, as a way of us being able to fulfill God's purpose in our life. All right. So I want to just preface this episode on that, because a lot of you guys may have read the title and been like, "Okay, judgment, compromise and truth. What is going on? One doesn't have to do with the other. It's really strange. What is going on here, Stephanie? But the truth of the matter is, is that. These three are intertwined some way. There's some type of relationship, some type of thing that you need to know. Like in order to understand judgment, you have to understand compromise. In order to understand compromise, you have to understand what truth is. What can I do and what can I not do? Okay. So I want to go ahead and start by reading John chapter one. I'm going to start in verse 15 and I'm reading through verse 18. This is a New Living Translation. This particular um, passage is titled by John the Baptist makes the way ready for Jesus Christ. Okay. So John the Baptist begins by saying, John, John told about Christ and said, I have been telling you about this one. One is capitalized. So when he says one, he's talking about Jesus Christ. And I said, he is coming after me. He is more important than I because he lived before me. Why is he saying that? There are people in this time that saw what John the Baptist, uh, John the Baptist was doing. He was baptizing people. So people were thinking, well, no one's greater than John the Baptist, right? But he's basically saying, no, guys, don't look at me. Look at Jesus Christ. I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't baptize you in the name of John. Verse 16, from him who has so much, we have all received loving favor, one loving favor after another. Another translation says loving favor is actually grace. Okay. Uh, Grace is undeserving favor. So loving favor is grace. So he says from him who has so much, we have received grace, grace after another. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
So now he's trying to show you two different things so you can compare. The law, which were all the rules, regulations, the Ten Commandments, the things you should and should not do, they came and they were given by God, but through Moses. Okay, But grace and truth come from Jesus Christ. When you have grace... You have to put truth together. And in order for those two things to work so that you can be like Christ, you got to understand the value of these two things. The much loved son, that's Jesus Christ, is beside the father. And no man has ever seen God, but Christ has made God known to us. So now he's trying to say, like, the, the Godhead is the one in heaven who created the heavens and the earth. And he was able to be recognized through his son, Jesus Christ, who is about who is here among us. This Jesus Christ, this Messiah, the one who's performing these miracles. You need to understand that even though no one has seen physically God, God is real. God is here. And the reason why we know God is because he has been known through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that offers grace and truth. All right. Now we know in the Bible that the Bible also says later on that Jesus Christ says, I am the way to the father. I am the way, the truth, and the light, okay? No one can go to the Father without going through me. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus is declaring exactly what John the Baptist says right here. He says it again later, okay? I am the way, the truth, and the light. So what does this have to do with us as believers, okay? When we choose our relationships with others, be it a friend, be it a boyfriend, a girlfriend, be it a spouse, be it somebody we choose to spend time with, okay, we need to also be able to live with them in grace and truth. We need to be able to extend grace to them when they make mistakes because they are not perfect just like you. We need to be able to forgive them when they've made a mistake. And even though they haven't said, I'm sorry first, that you be the first person to say, I'm sorry, and extend a hand of grace. All right. And we also need to be able to be truthful. What is truthful without lie, honesty, transparency? Okay, so a true relationship with someone, a friend or a romantic relationship or a husband or a wife is somebody that is going to be able to show who Jesus Christ is in that relationship. And how do we show Jesus Christ in that relationship? Not only do we pray for them and pray with them, but we also choose to live with them in grace and truth. So there are a few things that I Googled uh, with regards to truth and grace, because a lot of people have fantastic quotes about this, and they all come down to that verse that I told you about, right? So one of them is, truth without grace is condemnation. Grace without truth is compromise. Truth without grace is condemnation. What does that mean? If I, as a friend, tell you the truth, but I don't tell it to you, with any type of grace, with any type of way of understanding and acknowledging your feelings, then what I am doing to you is judgment, judging, judging, sorry, <laughs> judgment, okay? If I tell you the truth and I don't hold back any feelings and I don't care about your feelings and I tell you straight up, listen, I, need, I hate to tell you this, but you're fat. You are so fat. You have, are over 300 pounds. You are about to pass away. You can have all of these heart conditions. You can have diabetes. You are so fat. If I say that to somebody that is overweight or obese, that I believe is my friend, that person is going to feel condemned. That person is going to feel judged. And that person is going to be feeling like you are not their true friend. 
They're not going to receive the grace of God. They're not going to understand why you decided to do that, okay? And it's going to be a relationship that might even fall apart or just be cut off. And that is not what Jesus asked for when we talk about our friends, when we talk about people that we know and we care about. See, but the other thing is, if I flip that around and I show them grace without truth, then what I'm doing is compromise. So if I tell this person, listen, yes, you're, you're a little bit obese and you're overweight, but you know what? It's all good. Live your truth. Enjoy yourself. You only have one life to live. It's, it's okay that you feel like you need to eat that food to make you feel better. It's okay, maybe for a couple weeks, maybe for a couple months. You know, that's fine with me. If you don't tell them the truth and try to help them out, what you're doing is compromising their health, compromising their life, and you're putting them in a situation where they feel like it's okay to just be in the wrong path, okay? If I change that and I use this also when it comes to marriage, it goes the same way. And I'm just going to give you an example, right? If I tell Louis... Louis, you made a decision and we shouldn't be using our money in this situation. And I'm just going to stop that bank account. And, and I just, I tell him straightforward, I don't care what you think. I'm stopping that bank account. I don't care what you say. I'm just going to stop that account because those are foolish things to do and you just need to stop. See, when I do things like that, I'm judging Lewis for what he's doing. I'm condemning him. And I'm not even giving him a chance to speak to back up what he's doing. I'm not understanding why that situation is happening, why he's spending that money. And the same thing goes. I'm telling him the truth without grace. But we need to be like God, and we can't flip that around and just be like, you know what, I'm going to give him grace, but I'm not going to tell him the whole truth. Babe, I saw there was a little bit of money that was taken out, and you needed to use it for something. You know, I, I get that you have your own personal things. You want to hang out with the guys. You want to go eat some meals. Maybe you want to go on a trip with someone. And, and, you know, maybe it's okay if you do that. But if I hide that I'm like, you know what, it would have been thoughtful if you told me, if you communicated with me, if I take out the full truth out of that, then what's happening? I'm compromising not only myself, but I'm also compromising Lewis to think that that's okay. So in marriage and in friendships, there's this, this uh, thing that you need to understand. Grace without truth is condemnation and judgment. Grace without I'm sorry, truth without grace is condemnation and judgment. Grace without truth is compromise. Here's another one, right? Um, I don't know. Oh, this is by Rick Joyner. It's a quote, famous quote. Truth without grace is what the enemy brings when he comes as an angel of light. Now, I don't know who this Rick Joyner is, but I think when he says this, he's saying this. If I give you the truth and I don't give you any type of grace or favor, then the enemy is going to take that opportunity to disguise himself as something that he is not. And most of the time, if he disguises himself as something that he is not, then what's going to happen is that those people that are dealing with that truth without grace are going to break their ties. They're going to break their relationship. There's not going to be any restoration. There's not going to be any love. There's not going to be any hope. There's not going to be a long-distance relationship. There's not going to be any communication because that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to break up our relationship with God. And if you give people truth without grace, then you're not showing who God is. And that's when the enemy can go ahead and take that away. So here's another one, and then I think I'm done. It says, truth without grace is judgment, and it can kill someone's spirits. True love is grace and truth together, showing up with both at all times. This is a quote by Henry Cloud. 
See, so this one, this one I think is really honest. It's really open and it's very straight to the point because he says, listen, truth without grace, I already said is judgment. But let me add this to there. It can kill someone's spirit. Someone's spirit of being careful. Someone's spirit of being creative. Someone's spirit about being genuine. Someone's spirit about wanting to help out. When you give someone truth without grace, you kill that spirit. You you basically tell them you're good for nothing. And I'm going to tell it like it is. And I'm not going to show you any grace because you don't deserve that grace. So what you're doing is you're deteriorating their spirit. And then it says true love is grace and truth together. So when he mentions love, I go back to Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that God is love. So if God is love and John chapter one, um, verse 17 is saying the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. What does that say? That means to me that if God is love, God wants us to uphold both ends of those spectrums. He wants his love to be shown and displayed through your life to others using both grace and truth. He wants grace and truth to work together to build up strong relationships, to build up strong friendships, to build up strong uh, romantic relationships, to build up strong marriages, but so that they can show that true love is designed by God, for God, to God. And the way that God shows love is when truth and grace work together. All right. So. That's basically what I wanted to uh, share with you guys today, because there are some people that, you know, they may feel like, okay, well, I see that, you know, you only extend grace to a certain type of people. You only extend truth to a certain type of people. You pick and choose. Right. But but don't get it twisted, guys. You can choose the friends that you want to spend your time with. But you need to be able to pick your close friends where you can be able to develop truth and grace. And even if it's not friends, right, even if you are in a class together with someone, you happen to be partnered up for a group project, there's no need for you not to extend truth and grace, even in your relationships with acquaintances. People that you might not know deep down inside, if they can see Jesus through you, if they can see while they're working with you, whether it's in school or whether it's with work, if, if your boss can see that you have both truth and grace, then your boss is going to be able to see the love you have for God through the work ethic that you show. And the same thing goes for acquaintances, right? People that you see at the store, people that you see while you're walking. See, you might not know what's going on on the inside of them, but you still should be able to show love and love through truth and grace to them. Be nice. Give them a compliment. Open the door for them. Show them that they are worthy. Look them in the eye when you say thank you. See, these are things, these are public displays of affection that are not so much affection that's intimate, but affection that shows and displays God's love. So what is that? That is truth. And grace, that's getting rid of your judgment on others, getting rid of compromising for others, compromising for yourself, and choosing to stay in God's truth and God's grace. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was episode 222. And like I said, we are going, uh, I'm bringing new topics in. I'm bringing in more meat 
less milk. I believe at this point, if you even if you are someone new that's never been to church, if you picked up this podcast and you want to get to know who God is, all of our episodes, our Friday prayer waves, they're all going to be showing and encouraging and lifting up the name of Jesus Christ so that we can help you establish a relationship with him if you don't have one and continue to grow with him if you do have one. So thank you so much for tuning in and God bless. I will talk to you guys. I, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, I don't know what happened there. I will talk to you guys again soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the remix movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.